0: Don't wait until you graduate to live your best life. Let's start now. Welcome to the College Life Podcast. It's Alicia here, and today I have a few amazing people that I'm super excited to learn more about and um, share their expertise and their experiences. Um, And we're gonna talk about the coronavirus. We're gonna be focused on the fall semester and also a little bit of reflection I think on the spring semester, challenges, concerns, questions, and really things that you need to consider um, as the fall semester is approaching. No matter what colleges decide the fall will look like, um, it's going to look different than what uh, you've experienced or what you expect um, just starting college. So in this episode, we have a couple students and an academic professional to discuss what this might look like in the fall. And to get started, I'll have each guest share where they're at, and then we're going to dive in. So let's start with Lindsay.
1: Thanks, Alicia. My name is Lindsay, and I am an academic professional at a private mid-sized institution in the South. Um, I primarily oversee a program that supports uh, students, student staff that support other students on campus, um, which I think is, it's really cool to see students support their peers on top of what they're facing as students. So I oversee that program and really enjoy it. Great.
0: Thanks, Lindsay. Zach, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Sure. Uh, My name is Zachary
2: Walker. I'm a senior or an upcoming senior in the fall, a marine biology major with a mathematics minor. In terms of Kind of, I guess, maybe future goals, or uh, what I'm, I really do around campus as well. So I actually want to go to med school and I do work with Lindsay. So Lindsay is uh, one of my two amazing supervisors uh, and I get to work with her a lot and, and be that student connection uh, to my peers and help them through uh, stuff like coronavirus, uh, or at least those difficult situations uh, academically.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure you work on everything else, right? But just with the coronavirus, it's like so present. Oh, gosh. So what have been your initial reactions to this whole coronavirus thing? Anybody can start.
1: Yeah, so initially for me as someone who oversees a program that's so student-based and focused, um, my initial thoughts were how this would impact my student staff. immediately went into like mama bear mode and wanted to protect them um because we didn't know what coronavirus was or what coronavirus um we really just didn't know what to expect you know and so first and foremost uh above all you know flipping our program into an online support system and things of that nature we wanted to take care of our student staff and make sure their mindsets were in a place that they could still support their peers. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we were, you know, successful with, with turning our services into online um, support services um, pretty quickly, but overall we wanted to make sure our, our student staff felt well enough to proceed. Um, for me, it was definitely
2: kind of because I think it was, in 2019 when people started talking about it but then it didn't really you know it felt like one of those things that people are going to start talking about it and it's just gonna be a little puff of wind and not the like giant hurricane of throwing everything in the air that it has been and so my initial reaction definitely whenever it really started becoming real was like oh my gosh like I remember I was on spring break and I was not in the same state that I go to school in and halfway through spring break, they were like, don't come back. And I was like, Oh no. (laughs) So I lived, stayed up here with my parents. with spring break level uh, supplies for two months. So that was not the best, but, um, but yeah, definitely. Initially it was, it was that like, Oh my gosh, like this is actually happening. Like this is a real thing. And that kind of like, living through history feeling, uh, as time kind of went on, though, definitely got more in the rhythm, especially with, like, online classes and, and figuring all of that out, as well as uh, just kind of adapting to, like, figuring out what to do with all this new extra time I have uh, <laughs> that I didn't have before.
0: Yeah, I think, oh my gosh, when my initial reaction, I feel like, Zach, I feel like you, the way you just described that, kind of, it was like, this thing I feel like even in March it was just like a little bit of a thing and then it was like 180 just all of a sudden it was like oh actually I don't know I just remember like seeing bits and pieces kind of like on the news or kind of hearing about it and conversations um my students weren't even talking about it at that point um and then all of a sudden it was like hey we um might not be coming back to school next week and I was like what do you mean you know and I just kind of started hearing those things and I almost like wanted to fight it I was like that's not going to happen like that's ridiculous and then it's like clearly changed our world in a lot of ways um and yeah it just reminds me that like there's still so much uncertainty even when you think you have things in control (laughs) I don't know Yeah, it was just just wild. Um, I think one of the hard things was transitioning to kind of the online platform for a lot of my students, you know, I I just I, I have a hard time with this because I personally don't like online learning very much, but then I can have conversations like this and get so much out of them. And it's amazing. So it's hard for me to like really value online learning. Um, and I'm, gonna, I'm really questioning the quality of like, what is this gonna look like in the fall if a lot of colleges do stay online or at least mostly online. So I'm curious, what are your thoughts or what have you heard about the online experience um, from your students or from your friends or um, yourself personally?
2: online classes at first i think every student was like this is a dream come true you know i just get to like wake up in my pajamas and you know i don't even turn the camera on uh, some professors record lectures so do i really even have to go you know like it started off i think like that and i definitely was like excited about that but then suddenly and i think a lot of people talked about this i know that um my I, my other job at my university uh, is at a career services office. And she was mentioning at the beginning, she was like, having your living space and your workplace be the same can get really like messed with your head. And that really, that started happening for me. And kind of at that high of starting off, like, oh, wow, everything's online. You know, this is so much easier. Like my professors are like kind of scraping some of the like excess information they would normally have in class off. And then it turned into like, oh my gosh, I'm so over this. Like I I would so much rather just be in class because I think the biggest problem that I heard about and even had myself towards the end was motivation. Like the motivation to go to class, to, you know, take proper notes, to get up and like actually like get dressed and get ready for the day just kept on getting lower because Uh, like just online Zoom everything, and then, yeah, I, I definitely, at the end of it, like whenever I had my last Zoom class, I was like, I'm done, like I don't, I really, really want school to be in person next semester, because I really don't want to do online again, it wasn't terrible quality, I wouldn't say that, as a science student, it was a little complicated when it came to labs, that did become a little tedious, and that did, just as the nature of a lab class, that quality did degrade because obviously you can't be there in person to do it. So you kind of had to like watch a video of someone else doing it and and that just kind of felt like a little half-baked almost. Um, but yeah, so definitely the beginning it was like, oh, this is so exciting and new and way easier. And then at the end it was like, I'm done. I'm over this. I don't like it. it's I have no motivation to go to class at all. And it's just becoming more difficult to kind of treat this as, like, school, especially whenever it's, like, everything's in the same, school's in the same place, you know, you're all, you have to stay at home all day, it was just this compounding, like.
1: Yeah, I think it's really interesting, um, hearing, hearing that, um, summary, Zach, because, as a professional who's trying to support students, um, it's kind of like I saw that motivation dwindle down pretty quickly. It seemed as though the higher COVID numbers got, the less motivation and the more burnout students faced. Um, it made it really challenging for me to to request that my student staff try to motivate other people. You know, when they were facing their own burnout, and so you know, we we knew we had to pivot and we had to shift the way that we ran our program. So internally, we did a lot of self care, we did a lot of wellness, you know, check ins. And, and, you know, Zach, if you remember, like, we would just say, hey, let's hold space, you know, for conversation and, and reflection and, you know, what's going on, because we have student staff who, who like Zach said, they went on spring break and they never came back. So some of them were domestic students. Some of them were international students facing a whole different level of change. We had to try to make sure we were um, supporting them as humans before anything. So for us, you know, coronavirus, like you said, I mean, it started off as this thing that we thought, you know, we may need to go home for a little bit. Like I never thought we would be quarantined as long as we have been just kind of paying attention to what you know happened with China or what happened with Europe I mean it's it's definitely hit the U.S. in a whole different way um and so yeah I mean it's it was a lot to process very very quickly like there was just so much information being thrown at you and you had to process it super fast and you had to adjust to it super fast so yeah I mean I I, I like hearing you even articulate that, Zach, it's kind of like taking me back to, man, how did we survive the semester, you know, but, but we did nonetheless, you know, we made it, we made it through, and it it was super, it was different, Um, and I don't know if it was because it was the virtual piece, or if it was because the distance, you know, just in general, because we're used to kind of like congregating all together, but it kind of makes you think of, you know, think about what could be in the fall, like you said, Alicia, kind of like, what's, what's that going to look like?
0: Yeah, I love. Oh my gosh, all of this, and I think. Oh my gosh, motivation. I'm really nervous. I mean, it's already hard to stay motivated through college and like through the semester, and and that's a normal part of our lives. Like, we, um, I always tell students, you know, motivation is like always up and down. It's gonna constantly go up and down, even sometimes throughout the day for me, and especially now. Like, my motivation, I'm like super motivated in the morning, or like for two or three hours, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I like. I can't do anything. (laughs) And and so if I'm experiencing that and I'm like very like type A, I like want to get things done. I want to be very productive. I want, you know, whatever. I don't know. But if I'm struggling, I know like so many other students like me are struggling. So many other students who are not like me are struggling too. So it's just, it's just this weird thing um, as far as motivation. And I think colleges are gonna have to do a really good job of helping to motivate students, especially when students may not even ask for help. It may be really even more challenging to ask for help in this situation too. It's just a weird thing. So I'm really nervous about that in the fall. Um, So let's actually go ahead and talk about what some schools are doing to try to mitigate risk. Um, There are some schools who are going all online. There are some schools who are doing social distancing and trying to prep their campus to be ready. Like, I think it's called like COVID ready or something where uh, you still would have to do social distancing. They're going to offer masks. Um, I have read a couple articles and I will put those in the show notes, but some ideas are splitting the semester into eight weeks, eight week terms. So you would have like a first first term for eight weeks and then the second term for eight weeks. Um, instead of a full 16-week semester and Maybe the first two classes you would have you would be online and then the other two classes you would be in person or vice-versa So then you would have half capacity in person Other articles are showing that after Thanksgiving break or that fall break that no one's going to return So that way people can go home to their communities But they're not coming all back and then spreading the virus if that is happening still um, also I read, this is pretty wild to me, but um, I read that colleges would distribute thermometers and make every student check symptoms on an app every morning to be cleared for class. And so they would all have to download the app and then check their temperature and like record it in there. Also heard only like first semester or first year students and seniors would be able to be allowed in person because it was kind of their first year or their last year, hopefully in college. And so the sophomores and juniors would have to stay at home and, or, or work from online. People have talked about expanding class times. So I know for us, we're doing, instead of 10 minute breaks or 15 minute breaks, we're doing 20 minute breaks to allow for less people on the sidewalks, hopefully is what they're anticipating. Um, they're also talking about having night classes, like more night and evening classes, or even perhaps Saturday, Sunday, just to uh, lessen how many people are on campus, and let's see what else, and then the other piece too is that we do have um, professionals, staff, and faculty who are concerned because they either have an underlying condition um, or you know have health risks that they need to be part, you know really aware of and mindful of. They have kids or partners who they want to make sure they're not kind of spreading that virus. Um, yeah, and then also the classes that are in person. Um, I know we've talked about not having more than 20 to 60 or something in a classroom, depending on the size of the classroom. So it's kind of all over the place. So I'm curious, either what have you heard and what are your thoughts so far as far as what's going to potentially be our reality in
1: the fall? Yeah, I mean, I can certainly try to speak to that because the information changes like so much. Yeah, so some of the schools in the area that, that I'm in have been talking about that that option of starting off face-to-face and then dismissing at the Thanksgiving point for virtual, you know, learning for the rest of the semester. The institution that I'm at has not necessarily named its, its plan other than, you know, trying to do face-to-face courses in the fall, but no one really knows what that's going to look like as it pertains to the comfort level of a lot of people that. You know, a lot of staff. I don't necessarily know that people are 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 loving it, you know, but but it's it's nothing that we've ever tried before, um, given a pandemic, you know. We are used to what we're used to and, and we're creatures of habit, but nonetheless, this is different, you know. I think for me it's gonna be it's it's gonna be weird expecting college students to check their vitals, you know, almost like triage themselves. It's that's that's gonna be a challenge. So, yeah, I mean, all of those scenarios that you rolled out, Alicia, I think it's just a, it's, it's tough to kind of imagine that as being our new reality. But as Zach said earlier, you know, folks are itching to get back to what they, they've known as their norm. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely, definitely agree with that fact that like, like people, I know that everyone I've talked to has been like, please be in person next semester in some way I think is and I think from what I've seen you know even you going through all those different scenarios of different things some schools are thinking about doing or that they've already said they're doing it shows kind of the range of the approach I know that one thing I I was really surprised that we didn't come back because I know that growing up like especially in high school when there was like a snow day or something it would always feel like, you feel like the school system is like battling, they're like trying their hardest to like, be like, you know, we're, we we just barely made the mark, like you're going to come into class. And of course, in high school, you're like, oh man, I don't want to go to school. But that idea almost of like, it was like impossible. Like it was like, you would just assume like, even if it was like, um looked pretty bad, like you're probably still going to go to class. And it was so interesting to me that it was so like, like, you're not coming back. Like, do not come back. But of course, I think a lot of that does pertain to like the health risk associated with a pandemic. But even at the same time, just how different schools approach it. I know I had a buddy uh, who his school, even after his state was like no more than 10 people, you know, like the governor mandated that and everything. His school was like, you're coming back. And they I think I don't know, I think things got worse. And so then the school did have to kind of capitulate in the sense that they had to come to terms with those uh, guidelines and then he didn't end up going back to class. Uh, And it was right after spring break. So everybody was going to like bring stuff back in. So I was a little worried for him, but it's definitely interesting seeing, I think from even that perspective to just like, don't come back. And, and other schools are, uh, I've heard of other schools who are just like, we're doing online mixed bag or anything like that. And then I know just like I've gotten in our university's emails, uh, it seems to be the same level that Lindsay has gotten in the sense that it you know they they really want to have in-person classes and that seems to be the goal it's like we really want you to be here Uh, but who knows if that'll happen because it does change every day and every time I, I get an update I'm kind of like waiting for that update where they're like this is what's happening but every time there's an update it's like this is what we're thinking about but because And even in, I think, everyone's personal lives, I know in mine, it has been like this too. Everything's always so up in the air and changing week by week. It's so difficult to plan anything as far ahead as, you know, um, September, which is one thing, I guess, I have experienced that was pretty clean cut in terms of decision making is a lot of universities at the very least pushing the start date of the semester, like as far as they can. I know our university, they pushed it initially to the end of August, and then now it's like the last, the end of the first week of September is whenever we're going to, we're going to start classes or the start date is however those classes end up happening.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm curious, Zach, from your perspective, number one, it's like going to be your senior year. So how does that feel? Because I feel like that's also a unique experience that you're going through. And then two, what is it like to be out of state? And then you're like trying to figure out, do I fly or should I drive or, you know, should I book a ticket yet? Or should I just wait? Like, do you have an internal deadline where you're like making this decision or you're just like, I'm going, I'm going, I'm just, did you just like decide this? You know, what was that thought process for you?
2: Definitely in terms of, of being out of state, during all this because each state has their own guidelines and their own rules has been a lot of, uh, I mentioned before I was told not to come back halfway through my spring break. Uh, but the state that I go to school in was very much like nobody's coming in or out unless you absolutely have to. And so I was like, Oh no, like I'm, I'm stuck at my parents' house with, uh, little suitcase full of you know the clothes I packed for spring break and like my toothpaste and a toothbrush you know like like that's all I had and I was like oh well that's nice and so I couldn't go back for for a long time because of that kind of out of state I did end up driving back I usually drive it's like a 10-hour drive from where I live to where I go to school and so whenever I'm driving back to go to school for this semester or, or whenever I go back for school this semester I usually drive I uh, hope, I don't think I'll be flying, um, although the price drops are tempting, uh, <laughs> but I don't think I'll be doing that. And then can you repeat the f- first question? I'm sorry, I, I, I forgot it.
0: Uh, just what was it like, or what is it like to be starting your senior year in a lot of uncertainty and potentially online or social distance?
2: Uh. Hmm. I actually haven't thought about it that much, but it's definitely, my my sister is a grade above me. So she had, you know, bless her. I felt so bad, but you know, she was supposed to graduate and all this stuff and that was all canceled. And and she didn't have like an, it was like an online uh, ceremony and all that. And um, it's definitely, I guess just kind of an odd thought that even that could be the case for me because of how everyone kind of sees the end of whatever academic kind of stage they're in whether it's high school you know undergrad or or, or whatever it is where they they reach that end point and you know there's a celebration or something and you can't really like have that in the way that you perceive that you would I definitely especially as a science student I definitely would be dreading if if there is some kind of online format because just because I really starting last year and for most people I think it's like this like the end of my sophomore year Uh, I really got stuck into my major. And so now I'm taking, you know, I don't have to take gen eds anymore. I'm really taking classes that I really enjoy and I think are really amazing. I took some really amazing classes that I got to do in the fall that I loved and and just getting more stuck in and and figuring out more about what I want to do since I want to become a doctor. And I had a lot of classes lined up for these last two, two semesters. And I don't think I have... I might have like, I think the only classes I have that don't have labs are like these seminar classes. And so not being able to attend labs is probably one of the suckiest things about COVID because I mentioned earlier that because of the nature of a lab having to be in person, if everybody has to stay home, then your, your lab experience is just, you might as well just look up, you know, whatever class you're in on YouTube and just like see somebody do something like it's it's not really you know learning how to do these lab techniques and gaining this really valuable experience as somebody who wants to pursue any career in the sciences so it's i'm definitely like very conscious of of, i'm very hopeful that we'll be back so that i can go through that if we don't that would kind of suck but i at the very least i think that a good thing moving forward is since the end of this spring semester was all online the last half and and stuff like that if it does end up being online partially completely um or for only like little small parts i'll at least have had that kind of experience already so i'll know kind of what to expect and it won't be such a you know as as it was for for my sister for example uh such a like a shock and such a like you know, that final year was kind of like taken away of what it, what it should have been because of the pandemic and more of a like, everyone kind of knows what's up now. So there can be like, you know, better systems in place for maybe a different kind of in-person commencement or a different kind of lab situation, you know, all, all sorts of ideas like that. And like the, the list you mentioned were um, before it was a, you know, this is happening now. So just don't come back because we don't we don't have time to think of some complicated solution to this problem and now that we've been through all that we've had the whole summer to go through it I think that hopefully there'll be some kind of middle ground solution that keeps people safe because that I don't want to downplay that very very important but at the same time grant people you know a lot of the time I know a lot of the students feel like this is what I paid a lot of money for like I should be getting what I paid all this money for and it really sucks that instead you know my sister got, she paid all this money for school and all this effort and time only just to, you know, sit in the living room with her family, which was still great. You know, we we did what we could, but, and just kind of watch her name go across the screen. I think I, I've had a lot of sentiment or heard a lot of sentiment about that. So.
0: Yeah. So speaking of that, um, I know that from my experience working with students this summer, people are questioning going back. They're kind of like, I'm not sure if I'm going to register for the fall or I'm registered for the fall, but I'm not sure I'm actually going to go. It's going to going to depend a lot on what my school decides. Some students are hoping that tuition would be like less if they were, you know, paying for just online classes. But then I think institutions are also trying to say, actually, it's the same quality. So or, or it's like a similar quality. So we're not going to decrease tuition, but you should come back and here's why kind of thing. I'm curious, like, what have you all heard as far as, like, students and your friends? Like, are, are any is anybody questioning going back? Or are most people like, I'm going back to the institution that I was at? Um, I also have some students who are like, well, maybe I'm just going to go to the community college down the street instead of, you know, taking maybe online or partial online um, at my university. I'm going to go back to the community college, that kind of thing, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I haven't necessarily heard of people saying they're not coming back. I'm aware that it's, you know, numbers are reduced across the board um just because again like safety and and uncertainty. But um another portion of my role at my institution is to support students in major exploration and I will say that the conversations have shifted to okay, I was really passionate about this or I always dreamed of being that, but now with COVID, I'm not quite sure of that, you know. And so wanting to encourage students that, yes, COVID is where we are now, but where you will be in the workforce by the time you enter, it's going to look different. And and just, again, making sure we use this time to hone in on what won't change. So transferable skills or, you know, soft skills that can be obtained even through COVID. So thinking is just, again, shifting the mindset because it is super easy to focus on the panic of the pandemic, but, you know, helping and supporting students persist if they do decide that, you know, this is the option for them is my goal. So I haven't, again, heard of students, you know, specifically telling me, you know, I won't be back next year, but I mean, I think, you know, like Zach, Zach just articulated, it looks different and people aren't always accepting of what's different, you know? So that's been my experience. It's, it, again, it's, 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 yeah, we're in, I, I, I almost hate when I see an email, it's like, we're in such uncertain times, but it's like, it, now that we're talking through it, it is, everything is, it's based on uncertainty and, and um, reduced knowledge basis, so.
2: Yeah, I can definitely, um, from what I've, I've heard from friends and, and family who are in that kind of undergraduate stage, of their education is I most people I've heard like they're trying to go back to their university if they can um I guess an an interesting perspective I hadn't considered my uh one of my my younger cousins is was next year this upcoming fall would be her first semester like an incoming freshman in college and she definitely and you mentioned before um is in that this situation where she mentioned she's like well I want to go to this university but if it's going to be online, I'm just going to go to the community college for another um, another semester or another year uh, next to my house because I'll be at home anyways, and I might as well try and go somewhere close by that I can actually be in person at instead of of you know be all the way over here or you know just stay home for a university that is far away. Uh, so that is some of what I've seen in in terms of people's reluctance. To, to go to universities is is more of those people in the, the kind of more beginning stages. Uh, I think definitely people who are at the end, the closer to the end they are, the more they're like, I just wanna go back to my university and finish, You know, I wanna go back, have my senior year, um, and, and that, that kind of
0: stuff. Um, I think y'all both bring up some imp- important points, and I wanted to go back to, um, Zach, you said this like a little bit ago, but you just lit up when you were talking about like your major and so i just wanted to acknowledge that because we kind of skipped over that but i think that like that is kind of what this podcast is about is like finding something that you feel connected to that you are excited like you actually want to go to these classes you're actually looking forward to these classes because you want to learn those things and i think i just want to acknowledge that that it's amazing that you found it and not every student i'm sure you can you probably look around you and hopefully you have a lot of great friends who have have been able to find it, but it takes a long time for a lot of us to find that (laughs) and to really feel connected to our work and like what we're working towards. So I think good for you. That's amazing. And then Lindsay, you mentioned, I think this is so relevant. It's like, if you go back, like use your resources because there are people that can help you make the most of this situation, even if it is socially distance, and you're kind of in person, but you're also kind of online. There's this like hybrid model that you're doing. You can still have social interactions. It's going to look different, but you can still have social interactions. You can still explore like what you are thinking. Um, You can still interact with people online and in person. There's just a lot of opportunity for that. So Mm -hmm. I just wanted to highlight those two things because I think um, I I just love what you said. Um, We can go ahead and start wrapping up, but um, I wanted to get your thoughts on anything else that you have advice for students, things that um, they should be considering um, anything or any last words as far as this conversation goes.
1: I would say that this is a good time to not just focus on the pandemic, because those are things that we can't control the uncertainty of it all the it's just nothing that we can control i would I would advise students to use this time to explore yourself and to learn more about who you are and what what you're passionate about, what your interests are and you know because a lot of times when I get to connect with students who are in their first year, they're not even sure why they came to college. Um, they think it's 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 just the next best step. and so I think using this time to reflect on what got you to that step and what got you to that decision is going to go a long way because you're going to have to make decisions for the rest of your life, and whether it's deciding your college major or deciding the path that you take for your career, deciding you know where you should go to do those things, figuring out what's valuable to you and what what interests you and what you're passionate about is should be connected in those next decisions so my advice to students would be to again just use this time to get to know who you are, um, get to know who you are through tough times, get to know who you are when, you know, things are going good. um, And just hone in on that for your next chapter. I guess
2: my last words would be, especially as a fellow student, to definitely, you know, do what you can, even though, and you mentioned this earlier, Alicia, with it being a roller coaster, even when things are all going right, uh, that roller coaster motivation, but do what you can to keep it up and, like Lindsay said, kind of focusing on what you can do because so much of what COVID has brought in terms of negativity and what brings people down is the constant, well, now I can't can't do this. I can't do that. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And one of the things that so many people I think said, especially during the height and around April, I think when people kind of realized, um, how much more time they, they could, they had because they're at home, you know, and that kind of thing. Uh, Some people aren't working at all, which does have its own merits and problems in terms of like unemployment. And I do want to recognize that, but at the same time where, uh, you know, people were definitely able to explore more about, you know, what are some things that I just never got the chance to do this. And now, because I have this time in this online setting, I'm able to do this, you know, I'm able to explore this more. I love music and I love playing instruments. I was able to dive more into that because I'm at home and I'm not running around all day, you know, and focusing on what you can control in the reality of the situation. uh, Because I, I mentioned before that I work as a career ambassador at my university. And so I talk with a lot of people about like what they want to do with their life and, and how do they get there and helping them figure that out. And a lot of what we have been having to tell students, um, which is unfortunate, but also lent to that focus on what you can control, is you know plan A may not have happened. A lot of people, even some people I know, had job offers right after they graduated, and they were rescinded, you know, because of COVID. And that's tragic and terrible. But you know, use this as a time to connect with people that are going to be building in your future, even if maybe you're not going to get a job from them. You know, connect with them and. And maybe you, you're going to have to fall back on plan B or plan C, but that doesn't mean you can't be building towards your ultimate goal. It just means that it might look a little bit different. So I guess that's kind of my, my advice would be like, focus on what you can control and what you can do to prepare yourself for the eventual and hopeful end of all this coronavirus craziness.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that so much. I think that's a great place to end it. Thank you all so much for being a guest on here and sharing your expertise, your stories, your experiences. And um, yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Yes. Yeah, our pleasure. Thank you so much for having us, Alicia. Thank you for having us. I really enjoyed it.
0: Wow. We are in for a wild ride coming up this fall. Stay tuned because we are definitely going to talk about how to be successful, whatever that means for you, in college in the fall. And we're going to be talking more about this because we have to. So I will be putting out some more content coming up soon, and you can always connect with me on Instagram at the College Life Coach, and you can also email me with any questions that you have at the College Life Coach at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening to the College Life Podcast, and I will catch you in the next episode. Have an excellent
1: week.